Howdy! Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Clapped Out Moto Hour. I'm your host, Jordan. You! And it's 10 barrel time. Joining me on the show today, I've got Robert. Howdy. Danny. Hey. Jamie. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. And Amanda. Hello. Good to have y'all on again. It's been a minute. It has. How's everything been in the Bay? Been pretty good. Mm. Word. Word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. Um, you know, something we were talking about a little bit. I've seen some pictures and everything, Mondo's. I noticed that you got a new bike, maybe a first bike. Well, Trail 90. Hey, Trail 90, that counts. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm prepared. Discounting him. Does my uh, small displacement hate no no bounds? <laughs> I say, yeah, this is probably like the first like you know full size motorcycle, but it's uh, a little different than uh, your typical motorcycle. It uses no gasoline. Ooh. All electric. Ooh. Oh. What? So what are we talking about here? So I found a 2016 Zero DS on Craigslist. Uh, for a pretty good price, um, nice. and my coworker recently bought one, and so I went with him to test test ride it, and I was hooked. <laughs> and so I had already had this one, my eye on this one, and uh, you know, chatted with the guy about it. It's an older model. It's a 2016. Mm-hmm. Has I think like it was like 19 or 20 thousand miles on it, so it's definitely seen. A good amount of writing and um, nice. yeah i went over to sacramento checked it out and handed over the cash and rode it home that same nice. day nice nice did it have enough of a charge yeah so um when i was or not exactly so like when i was checking it out he was showing the me the charging setup so it has the regular onboard charger which is about a one kilowatt charger or like 1.2 um, but he had purchased some external, like, rapid chargers. They're, like, 3.3 kilowatts each. Ooh. And so, but it's, like, the jankiest setup ever. Um, so you got, like, cords running everywhere. He has it in a milk crate. And, but it got me home. So, like, I probably... But you took all back roads home. Yeah, to I, I took back roads home because my first time on the bike. I didn't want to, yeah. like, jump right on Highway 80, which is... Or we cannot take the Trail 90 on. Freeway. Um, but rode along the Sacramento River, stopped in Rio nice. Vista to grab a burrito. Nice. And there was a free charging station there at the city hall. So don't even have to pay for gas anymore. Oh, nice. That's or electricity. Yeah. What, are we, the what are we? Something gas in the bay right now. Yeah. Yeah. Diesel hit yeah, six at the expensive gas station. Good timing. Thanks, Obama. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Like, what kind of charge time with that quick charger? Charger, because um, I know a lot of people, including myself, yeah. um, are really so, interested in like what those charge times are like. So, it, is that public infrastructure? Is it kind of compatible with the quick charger? Yeah. So, if you either have the quick charger or the charge tank that Zero sells, you get about six and a half kilowatts of charging. So, for that bike, if it was like a flat battery. Like going from zero percent to full, it would take like two hours. Hmm. But typically, like when I've been riding it, I'll ride it down to like 
maybe like 30 or 40 percent and then you can get back up to like 80 or 90 in an hour oh, nice. oh okay so yeah, it's like if you, if you ride for like an hour and a half or so as long as you're not like ripping it on the freeway you can you know recover most of that charge in like an hour of charging oh that's not bad so it's kind of like you know 50 50 riding charging stop or get a, a burrito enjoy the burrito yeah <laughs> you know it's like so it's, i i can't think of a different pace I can't even think of a single road trip that I've had where, you know, people are like, oh, I could never ride and I'd have to stop and charge. It's like, well, you know, I ride for like mm, two hours, like two hours is a pretty long time in the saddle for me. And I'm yeah. like, okay, I want to eat a burrito now. So like if there's charging infrastructure next to the burrito, like I don't yeah. see why that can't work. I think it's awesome. Yeah. So it definitely takes some forethought and planning. But, you know, it just forces you to enjoy the ride a little bit yeah. more, go a little bit slower so you're not burning up energy, pushing that air in front of you. You had a nice, um, you spent Friday and Saturday. Yeah, I did about 200 miles uh, yesterday. Dang, that's a pretty good clip. What, um, yeah, where'd you go? So from Oakland, I um, rode across the Richmond Bridge over to Point Reyes Station met up with a buddy there. He was riding a Yamaha Super Tenere. Oh, and, nice. And uh, mm. stopped at a bakery, grabbed some breakfast, a little mm. nice quiche and some tea. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there's like an old like Marine Morse Code station out in Point Reyes. So we like rode over to check that out. And then we were going to ride up to Bodega Bay to grab some chowder. Ooh. But it was super windy, like no yeah. kidding, like 25 to 30 miles per hour winds, and we were having trouble, like, riding straight. Yeah. <laughs> so we went more inland to Guerneville and grabbed some lunch there, which I found a free charging station right next to the sheriff's station. And actually, I, as I was pulling off the main street to get to there, there's a, there a couple of sheriff's guys, like, crossing the street, and I basically snuck up on them. They, like, looked behind them, like, oh, shit, <laughs> there's a bike there. <laughs> Um, yeah and chatted with them for a little bit as i plugged in but yeah that was free and um yeah stopped at petaluma to charge one more time before coming home and i only so the only charging station i had to pay for was a dollar in point Reyes. so i did 200 miles and only had to pay a dollar to charge that's awesome that's, awesome. Nice. that's so rad yeah i mean even when i do long trips it's like Oh, you know, I'm not like, I think about it as in like, well, if I took the truck, I'd be spending, depending on which bike I take out on like a multi-day trip, it's anywhere from like three, four, maybe five times the cost, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and, but that's, that's awesome, you know? And once that infrastructure, like even out here in the boonies, you know, we still have say, I think we have, uh, three individual charging places with yeah. two to three charges chargers each and like joseph has one enterprise has one i think wallawa even has one now like little little teeny towns out there have them uh so it's yeah it's pretty sick like it's it's getting there you know and what's yeah. the deal what's the deal with um so like when you have that quick charger and things like that is mm -hmm. that is there just kind of a general like size that's available that you plug into that's just like all um charging stations use one specific type of connector or is it like all different or so the the official like 
standard plug in North America is the J1772 or some people call it just the J plug. So that's what most charging stations you find will have. Uh, I purchased an adapter. So shout out to Tesla tap for making a really cool product. <laughs> so there are, um, they call Tesla destination chargers out there. And so that has the Tesla style plug, which is like the other mm. big one in North America. So okay. it doesn't work on superchargers, which is DC. Mm. Um, but the Tesla destination ones are AC power. And so with that, I can charge at those stations. And those are actually typically free and they have more power. Huh. Those are typically 10 kilowatts. And so actually I can get a little bit more charge on my motorcycle by using this, the onboard charger to get like seven and a half kilowatts. Hmm. Um, but yeah, you? so like you kind of have to be flexible. And so like if you get creative, so there's like the public stations with like the J plugs, there's you know, some Tesla stations out there, like a lot of hotels and places have those. So like, if you're nice and like ask them like permission to charge, or you can just go up and charge if they don't care. Um, so you can charge for free. And then also um, I purchased a Tesla mobile charge connector and that has different adapter plugs on it. So I can charge from like a 1450 plug, 1450 receptacle which is like a 50 amp circuit or they have adapters for 30 amp circuits like you would find for a dryer or something. Mm-hmm. So okay. if you're at your buddy's house or like at, uh, like a campground or an RV place, totally. you can you can plug in there and charge. Oh, okay, yeah, they got those 30 amps. I know my slide-in yeah. has like a 30 amp adapter. Yeah, so, so, okay. like, so you, can, you can charge, like if you're like moto camping or something, go to a campground oh, and be like, yo, fun. can I like plug my bike in for a little bit or something? That's super cool. Yeah. Um, or How, if you're staying overnight at a buddy's place, you can still plug in with a 110 uh, outlet and right. charge overnight. I was going to say on a 110 30 amp, what's the like rough charge time? Uh, like so that's going to be like closer to eight or nine hours. Uh, for, right. like, but like oh, if you're spending full, the night or charge. So, yeah, if you're spending the night, it's perfect. If you bought a 200 watt Harbor Freight on sale this weekend for $59.99 tailgater two stroke generator, and you tied it on to the back of the motorcycle, how many hours would it take to charge a zero battery while running that? Did you say 200 watt or is that a 2000 watt? I think it's a 200 watt. It's like a disgusting little generator that you like pull start and it's a two stroke. They call it the tail gator. Oh, geez. (laughs) It's got like a Uh, a little gator. I want to buy one so bad just to have. You'd have to like trick the charger because that's expecting to be able to pull like a kilowatt oh so it, it might be a no-go situation unless you're like uh, have a different charger that can operate off of 200 watts got it do they make yeah i was gonna say do they make things with like i don't know circuit boards just like uh, transformers or whatever circuitry to uh step up or step down the power to like can you charge it off a cigarette lighter or what what are we talking about here no you need you kind of need ac power to for the charger to work well and like enough because otherwise you're gonna either trip a breaker Mm because you need like at least 10 or 15 amps so you'd need a pretty like burly generator to be able to charge one of those out in the boonies yeah you need like one of like the honda 2000 watt generators yeah like a full size yeah yeah, because there's a lot of talk about like, oh, well, if I had a dirt one, like maybe if I had a second battery, I could swap it in. And then 
overnight yeah. charge it off a generator, but it seems like you need a pretty hefty generator to be able to do that. So, yeah. well, that's rad. 200 miles is nothing to sneeze at. You know, it's like, that's, that's an awesome clip. And it sounds like you got some really good riding in and how does it, I mean, how does it handle? Like, how do you, what do you feel now that you've been with it for a while? I mean, hour and I hour? don't have much to compare it to. Cause like I have, don't have much experience riding many other motorcycles, but it's pretty solid. It's a kind of more of like a touring or dual sport motorcycle. So it's more upright. Um, so I definitely feel more comfortable riding at like 50 to 55 miles per hour is pretty comfy going at okay. higher speeds. I tend to tuck behind, you know, I have a, a nicer windscreen on it um yeah it just gets a little windy for me mm. um but it, i don't know it rides pretty well no complaints yeah good nice. good windscreen i used to be a big old windscreen hater until the last trip i did which was in late october and i was like you know i'm gonna try a windscreen because i had a full-size one for the sports i was like oh this <laughs> yeah. is what everyone's talking about like when it starts <laughs> when it starts raining you're not just like frozen and wet you're like dry yeah. and comfortable and i was like oh that's why everyone who tours has windscreens i thought they were just weak but it turns out that they they're very smart and i am very yeah. not so next next you got to get a leg shield then you'll really be dry i know next you gotta get the, the, the full-on fairing yeah you gotta get nah. the shearling like sheep sheepskin for the if the weather's yeah. good and it's warm i naked all the way like i don't like the <laughs> buffeting i don't like the like i just I, the windscreens it's okay like for cold weather for nasty weather like rain and stuff like yeah it's, it's pretty tight but yeah. yeah i still like when it's really nice out like i like to feel the breeze when we were on the alaska highway on in the van we we met a lot of people who are moto touring up to alaska and the amount of bugs i watched Ooh. someone <laughs> clean off of their windscreen like was insane like we were stopping to take it off our van oh, it was just God. like it was it was a black windscreen when <laughs> i do when I do my iron butt this year, a crucial part is like people are like, how do you stop and fit in meals? How do you make take that time to make sure they're getting nutrients? You just open your mouth. You just run without a windscreen. You just open your mouth. Let the flies in. Yes, it's a small amount of protein, but if you scoop enough in, you'll have enough nutrition. You'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, and you You're watch the weather fun. and wait for some rain so you can get a drink, oh. right? And that first gas station I, exactly. I begrudgingly pull up to, I'll just have like pee running down my leg and like bugs all over my face and be like i need gas and it'll probably be free because they won't want to deal with me so it's a win 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 situation but yeah no that's awesome i think those i you know it's just i feel like we'll be the last community to get electric bikes but i talk about it all the time talk with my neighbor just the other day I'm like you know I'll, I'll be the first one on board when i can have an electric bike and be just sailing through the woods like no one hearing me i'm i, I love the sound of two strokes and and everything, the smell and whatnot. I love tasting the spooge that comes mm. out of the pipe. But it's like, oh, you know, no. you don't taste the spooge, dude. That's that's how you tune a bike. Uh, <laughs> anyways, you got to do it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. I think that's I think, you know, I know the Trail 90 is the first bike. But like as far as like a first road going bike, I think especially with the infrastructure you have around you, that's that's pretty hard to beat. That's awesome. All that torque off the line and. All that good stuff. Oh, That's yeah. It's very torquey. I, I keep it in the eco mode, which pretty much limits the amount of like torque you pull off the line. But I've put it into sport a few times and it's like scary fast. Like yeah. how much torque you can get on there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Just careful when you it's know, wet out. 
Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Is that are you speaking from experience there? Yeah. So I guess the day before I went on my long ride, I was like, oh, I'm gonna ride into work because have uh, you know easy access to an outlet there because we don't have uh, electricity in our garage. Um, here in our condo, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm just like right into work and charge it up. And I, you know, there was rain in the forecast. And it was sprinkling a little bit as I was left First the condo. First rain you had in like three months. Yeah. And so I made it through, you know, the tunnel to Alameda Fine, and came up to um, there's like a right right hand turn that's like pretty much a hairpin, but the light was red, so I, I came to a stop. And, you know, it's like two lanes turning right. I was in the left one and I turned right. um, And, you know, I guess this is from my lack of experience, but I kind of like leaned into the turn like I normally do on that turn because it's like my favorite turn of my commute to work. (laughs) Totally. And I was like turning and all of a sudden I lost traction on the rear wheel and the bike just like slipped out from under me and I was landed on my side and... Uh, happens fast oh yeah it it happened super quick and before (laughs) i knew i was just like laying on the ground like what just happened um so yeah i I dropped the bike but luckily i couldn't have been going more than 10 or 15 miles an hour and the only things got banged up on the bike was the handguard and like the riding peg which luckily is like flexible so it just scraped Mm -hmm. you know shaved off some weight on it perfect but everything else is fine. I didn't even like hit my head or anything. And thankfully, arrow stitch is in one piece. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's the important. I believe it. That's yeah. awesome. arrow and you, I guess, obviously, piece. within yeah. the arrow stitch are in one piece. And I'm glad I had those hip pads in there because yeah. I definitely landed on my hip, and mm-hmm. it was a little sore. But it was not even a bruise. Yeah, yeah. No, another. Another thing I used to be like, oh, I'd never wear arrow stitch. And now that I live in a really cold climate and like all, you know, just starting to commute by bike again. Um, but it's like 19, 20 in the morning. I'm just like, man, I wish I had arrow stitch. It'd be really cool to just throw something on over. So I, I think that's the way to go, especially yeah. in wet weather, all yeah. weather. You know, those things are so awesome. Well, and then when you show up to work, you're like James Bond. You like zip it off and like, <laughs> boom, you're ready to go. Totally. <laughs> totally no no they're the way to go i like i said i used to i'm gonna buy moto pants i'm gonna buy moto specific boots you know to like to like try to look like you can wear them at work and they it just never works my boots do but like the pants have never they've i've never had good moto pants i've been like these are good for work but no that yeah you know that that stuff happens and is it uh what size tires uh do they run 17s uh yeah yeah, I think it's 17, but since it's the DS model, it has like an 18 or it has a bigger wheel up front. Oh. I don't mm-hmm. remember. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, my vote. Like on the spot. I feel like yeah. I should know this. Yeah, you're all good. I feel like the um, one of my favorite water tires, I really like the Connie Motions for 17s. I had those on the SV650 and I and the ZRX. And I actually, I like the siping pattern a lot for rain. They work really well. Dual sport tires, I had really good luck with siping with either that K270 or the Shinko 244. Yeah. Those are those are really solid tires, and they sipe water. Like They don't have sipes because they have lugs, but they they push water out, I think, pretty yeah. well. I, I, so I still have the tires on that the previous owner put on there, and they're like some pretty knobby ones. I think they're like a... Mm. Pro- 
Pirelli so, Scorpions. I forget. Yeah. <laughs> Never again. But they're probably yeah. So it's Death Wings. Seventeen on the rear, nineteen in the front. Um, you know the Death oh, okay. Wing. Yeah. The Death Wing is actually a really solid road tire, and I'm thinking about putting them on the Sportster because they make them in the sixteen rear. Oh yeah. And I think the Trail Wings, uh, colloquially known as the Death Wing. I think that they're actually really solid road tires. So they, I've never, yeah, I only know them from like internet fame. I've never actually encountered them under under my butt. I, I had them on my first dual sport. I am a big fan, uh, unapologetically so, of the K270. Get the K270. Love the K270. Uh, did a whole Baja run on the K270 before finding my true love, the Parker DT. But Parker DT. But yeah. You know what's funny? I watched a documentary or like a short or something. And it was about racing the Baja 500. Mm -hmm. I shit you not. I had to pause it and like enhance, enhance. (laughs) It was a K270 on the rear. And I'm like, no, shut up. Like there's so many better rear tires. They they like them because they don't wear. They just like have such tall knobs and they just go, 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 go. I really like the K270. And honestly, I feel like the Parker is just a, chonkier version of the it's like the same as like if you spread the pattern out that's what you would get you'd get totally. the parker and i think the compound is what what i liked about the so go on a rant here about the kg70 but what i love about kenda tires um <laughs> well particularly in baja because the first year on the dr i had kg the the largest size that would fit of the kg's like 4.5 of the 270 and it would hook up so great that compound hooks up really well with rock. And when you're riding in Baja, you ride on a lot of rock and it would do like well enough in sand to get Mm -hmm. by. Um, But anytime you'd get a hard surface, it would just like do, it would do so great. And it was, um, and it did all right in the Pacific Northwest too. Um, Did not, not a mud tire by any means, but. It sounds like Mondo, it sounds like you have a 19 up front. If it's a zero D. Yeah. 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 17, 19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that 19, I'm just looking at it, has a Pirelli MT60 is that stock. I think with 19s, you can get into a lot of dual sport tires. And mm-hmm. uh, K270 might be on the table. I'm just saying, try it out, especially if you want to try some off road stuff. That might be. Um, but the tr- I think the Bridgestone trailing, much misaligned for its off road uh, performance, is is a pretty solid like street tire, honestly. And it gets yeah. you a little bit off road, like gravel feels yeah. right. I mean, I guess I'm riding on the street for the most part so for now <laughs> <laughs> my, my, my dream is to do baja which Hell like yeah it's funny looking at the charging network there's a lot of like hotels that have like the I tesla destination chargers, oh i believe so it like, yeah if, as long as they're not more than like 100 or 150 miles apart i could yeah. make it i'll just ride alongside in the van and cook our Tailgater. meals and then if go. we need we'll just put it in the van if you run the one, two, ten, twelve tailgaters together, <laughs> my charger, it sounds really bad. They have a reviews. I I want one so bad. It's They're so cheap. I want it. It's a two-stroke, two-stroke tailgater. Oh like you, you have it on your tailgate party, but it's a gator and it's got a gator on it. It's like OD green. I pass yeah, by I every time. Up. I think it's on sale this weekend. Probably not for you guys because generators are illegal in California now, but. Uh, it will in be the, soon. <laughs> in the free state of Oregon, you can still buy them. And I think they're on sale this weekend. They're like 70 bucks. 
and they're two-stroke little generators. They're horrible. They're like 90 decibels. They're so freaking loud. I look at it. It's green. Yeah, I know. I want oh my gosh. so oh, bad. So cool. So, so you're saying when I roll up to a campsite and pull this out, my neighbors are going to love me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, short change is 900 watts. Oh, yeah. That actually might work. That might actually work. 109.99. I'm surprised Danny hasn't said anything, but. It's a little two-stroke, 63cc. I think you could bore it over. I think you put a pipe on it. You could break a 1,000. <laughs> I, I'm almost positive that's how generators work. Is that how they work? Can you put pipes on it? run it a little get, faster. Yeah. And, uh, put an expansion chamber on it. just bumps it right yeah. to 1,000. Yeah. Score. One kilowatt right there. Boom. You're good. You're huh. in. You get Danny to put a 75cc kit on there for you. He'll do it. They're also, he runs a moped shop now. They're a little bigger than I thought they were. But, you know, anyways... Go buy a tailgater. Whoever's listening to this in a free state, go buy one while you still can. Or maybe you are in California and they're available. Go buy one because they're not going to be for long. Just Uh, trying to save the environment, Jordan. One large state at a time. Offset your carbon sequestering by also getting a two-stroke generator. Ground ground all passenger flights. Boom. Fuel problem solved. (laughs) All right. Well, that's neat. I'm glad you got it. I think that's an awesome bike. I think yeah. especially for where you live, that's awesome. I know people in Portland have zeros and they're like, well, I can go so far, but in the Bay, you got miles and miles of infrastructure and lots of good roads. That yeah. road that goes from down to Santa Cruz. 17. Yes, that's an awesome road. That is so much yeah. fun. When you oh, don't get stuck behind traffic. Yeah. Then well, and that's also would be going to back to where the zero was created in Scotts Valley. There you go. So I want to do, definitely do like a pilgrimage ride down into Santa Cruz. Oh, yeah. Dope. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. You know what's in yeah. Santa Cruz? What's in Santa Cruz? <laughs> Another podcast. <laughs> no, that's it. We just leave it there. Uh, yeah. a great, Danny, a great, I heard. A oh, great karaoke bar. A great karaoke bar. And yeah. a lot that's of uh, skate park and some other stuff. Great skate oh, yeah. park. And uh a great podcast a bunch of great people you know shout out recycle garage i'm sure no one listens to it, but you know oh, yeah from that show listens to us but we love recycle garage we're all big fans and they're great danny and i heard did you get you... in the mail no i didn't go for it i think it got shipped to portland <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure it got shipped to portland so someone else will be able to wear it um danny i heard that yours have are now running your own garage you're running a business of sorts how's that been going and you are still muted. <laughs> Danny, you have to hit the mute wow. button. I said it three wow. times. No, two years <laughs> into this, Danny. You think I would know, but there's a lot of like sirens two going on outside. Years. So I was trying to not have that. Trying to close down your illegal I, moped shop. I heard yeah, two, what's going I heard on? Two, I heard two gunshots last night. So, you know, it's getting wild. You said that wasn't just um, a moped? Yeah. Very I was unless it was up some rounds. A really nice, poorly timed one that uh, just kicks back. No, uh, things are good. It's pretty much the same. Um, the guy wants his bike back this weekend, um, and I definitely would have needed more time with it. But um, after this podcast, uh, I'm going to stay here in the garage and get it together. What else so, needs to be done? Uh, I rebuilt the engine yesterday. It is it's the engine's good it's here there it is that looks like an engine i know i'm showing you guys i know no one else can see it but 
Uh, so the E50 is rebuilt. Um, the tank is as de-rusted as it can get. Uh, I need to toss new tires, um, redo what kind wiring. Of it's a Pook Maxi. From... That sounds reasonable. Like it's a thing. 1978. Right on. Um, I believe that. Yeah, no, it's it's coming together. Like, it's it's good. I just wish I could have, like, taken more time with it, but... He wants to get it back to his son or get it to his son for his birthday. So mm. I'll probably end up having to work on it again because I'm hold on rushed, a second. But... If you're trying to get your son their first moped, shouldn't you give them one that's broken and be like, here you go. This is how probably. we all get them. Um, but this, this one used to belong to him when he was a kid. Uh, so it's just one of he those. Needs, like, he, needs to it to, on. he needs it to run so he can park it and then tell his son. <laughs> It it's going to allude hard. really well hey, to my pick hey, kid. Um, you know it, it it'll run I can't guarantee how well it's going to be tuned and everything but I'll get it running for him um, that's, that's, it still leaves him something to do you know but in the interest of new things I did pick up another derby variant um, mm. last week um, is variant the model or it are you saying it is a variant of oh. derby? No, it's a derby is the brand, variant is the model, and Spicy. it's the variant sport. Okay. Um, the sport variant, you could say. Sort the sport variant. Mm. Um, from my understanding, it's a 1988. So it's one of the last mopeds that was produced. Huh. Like they, like I mean, they made them into the 90s and like early 2000s, but. Wasn't a, a dirt. Wasn't a derby that one that I rode at uh, Sabatino's up in Portland? That it was basically was, like a YZ80. Yeah. I think it was the, like you rode a derby Senda, I think it was. Felt like a yeah. little YZ80. Mm-hmm. Like, Still gonna send a Senda. Mm. Yeah, it's it's cool. It came kitted. It came with a pipe and it's, it's all together. It runs. It's got some work needed. I need to rewire lights. Um, but I was surprised that on the odometer it had... 10,500 miles on it. Dang. Um, which is pretty fucking impressive. The odometer doesn't work mm. now. Um, so I was gonna, yeah, <laughs> how much of that how much of that was pedaled? Probably mm. not much cuz they are terrible to pedal. <laughs> all mopeds are. I pedaled that I just, one that I was rode on and yeah. I was like this is awful. They're, they're not they're not meant to like it's in like a oh crap I ran out of gas the gas isn't down the street. I'd push it. I'll pedal it but yeah at the same time just push it i'd push um, just imagining like it. cartoon pedal <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. yeah basically but it did it did come with some pretty sweet tires it's like one of besides the the shinkos it's like the one i would prefer to have on the bike it came with um pirelli ml 75s mm-hmm. so like they're nice thick road tires they're rated like 65 miles an hour so for a moped <sighs> that's probably as fast as you'd ever dream of going um but yeah it's sweet you can't wait to get it like properly running and nice. whatnot but yeah it's cool i'm gonna fix fix up the guys then get to working on the derby nice yeah yeah things yeah. are good well, that's pretty dope i mean you know yeah you have a name for your workshop yeah oh yeah uh, no, yeah, it's currently just my garage my garage or like the, the danny's like the the, the business i don't yeah no not yet you come a ringing and i'll make them be dinging yeah danny's ring ding (laughs) (laughs) 
There you go. You come ringing. I'll get them ring ding ding and ring ding. There you go. Jesus. That one's even better. Doctor yeah. Ring Ding can help us. Oh, this oh man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's only bike number three, so we'll we'll see. But that's it's fun. See what it turns into. It. It's nice, nice little fun side hustle, side hobby. I think I think you should call it Little Smokies. Ooh, yeah. Mm. You could have a your sign could be a little. That's a good. If a you little, like, if you like there. mopeds and you'd like to license the use of Little Smokies as your moped gang, please give me a call and we can work <laughs> out those details. Because <laughs> I think that that's a great moped gang name. Yeah, it'd be great. Little Smokies. Yeah, um, I I have to admit this entire week, all I have been thinking about is a story that I heard a little tidbit of and it has haunted me. And I wanted to bring it on to the podcast because I have to know all about it. Uh, This is, well, Robert, why don't you tell us a little bit? um, We'll talk a quick, quick moment here on the podcast to talk about some jank ass stuff we've done lately yeah and this is tops the list and i i want to hear all so go ahead <laughs> we were talking about this uh what like last week and i i think i mean i've done some pretty like sketchy clapped things working on bikes this one may take the cake for me uh i'm still plugging away at this triumph and every i swear it's like every single step is a challenge i mean the so if you if you listen to the podcast you probably know because i talk about it all the time but um the bike sat for like 50 years uh, in a garage and then i got a front end for it the front end is off a bolt um off a can-am similar to like a boltago front end front end probably also sat for some 50 years suspended when parked so really? yeah <laughs> yeah so it's 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 great it's like i have it's got good good bones but um <laughs> But God, every single little thing, like the tiniest little task of like, I'm going to do the, you know, like the replace the bearing races or the front end just ends up taking like two days instead of like half an hour. Everything is a nightmare. And um, part of that was um, I was putting back together the rear wheel. So the, the bike was all totally torn down. I'm like piecing it back together. Finally, the engine is done. Frames getting there. Um, as of today, actually the triples are on, which is cool, but I was working on the rear a couple weeks ago and, uh, it's getting a little frustrated to say the least. Uh, I was putting on some hide nows, which was a chore in itself. They have a very, uh, stiff and rigid carcass Mm. and, um, God, it was like a nightmare getting them on. It's an 18 rear. And, um, I was just like fit to be tied and. I think I knew and then ignored the fact that the rear wheel had was missing a spoke. Uh, mm. And it turned out uh, was soon to be missing a second spoke. So I had a second <sighs> one that just kind of like was there. And then I, I, you know, I have the, I don't have a fancy tire stand. unlike some people. Okay. But <laughs> my fancy tire stand is a home Depot five gallon bucket. And mm-hmm. in the process of getting the tire on uh, one of the other spokes just went like, gave up the ghost just goes bing 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 falls on the ground mm. so I was like okay great what i should have done is unmounted the tire and mm. mounted the two two new spokes i ended up getting some some spare spokes yes um and then put the tire back on and been happily on my way but no but what I, you did was i did not because i was very frustrated <laughs> because it's been taking me for goddamn ever to get this bike back together 
And uh, I'm very much at the point of cutting corners at every possible chance. So I was like <laughs> looking at it and like, well, I bet I could, I bet I could get the spoke in there without taking the tire off <laughs> and get the spoke in there Amazing. without taking the tire off. I did. And I'll tell you how. So I'm all one of the things that was kind of a pain on, on these, uh, this is a quick, just lesson in, in suffering from, uh, Great Britain, uh, from our friends across the pond, um, the up to a certain year in like the mid sixties, the triumph rear hub, the, the brake, it's a drum brake. The drum brake hub has a integrated sprocket on it. So there's actually teeth cast into the drum and it's one unit. Uh, and that bolts to the hub, um, to the actual like flanged spoked hub. So you have like the drum brake and the hub and they bolt together and that has it's it's whole thing. So it blocks the spoke access to the spoke holes. So you have to take that off, which means like taking off your drum, uh, the actual shoes, removing eight uh, very torqued down bolts, removing the drum. Then you have access to the spokes. All's well and good. And I'm looking at it like, okay, how are we going to do this? So uh, in the spirit of all things stupid and clapped, I got some spoons and I actually was able to force the tire far enough in one direction without removing it from the rim um, to access the hole in the rim, thread the nipple through, then feed the spoke from the other end. A lot of uh, strategic bending was involved. <laughs> there was no kinking, but it was uh, a nice... Um, Smooth bend, like a like a bow. How how did you bow. not how did you not destroy the the spokes? No no Thick no, spokes. the tire like Engage. with just pushing it that much. The uh, the beat you know, of I, the tire. I I looked at the tire and I looked at the rim and the tire looked back at me and it was like I'm not coming off. <laughs> and I think we just had a chat about it and uh -huh. uh, we came to an agreement that it would it would be okay. So I I I mean. Body weight, I guess, would be the answer. So, I, I mean, wow. literally, I'm like one knee is on the rim. All of us are balanced on a Home Depot five-gallon bucket. Other knee is on two spoons folding it down. And then there's me like with a small screwdriver and trying to feed the, the nipple through. It was a journey, but we got there. And you know what? Wow. It worked. <laughs> don't ask me how long those <laughs> Don't ask me how long it's going to be until the other spokes fail. But um, not right now. It's going to be all right. The other thing, I mean, so <laughs> I should also say that I probably spent like 30 minutes looking at it like you could probably run it without two spokes. It's, it's, it's a 40. I already talked, we talked about this last week, but I was like, it's, it's a 40 spoke rim. 38 is already more than most bikes get. Yeah, that's so, fine. I mean, you know. I have it's seen so many people steel. out riding dirt bikes with missing spokes or like you, you know, go around and you like ding, 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 donk. And you're just like, so <laughs> you ever tighten that thing or are you just going to leave it loose? And it's like, well, Cause we put the little tie wire for right. You got to tighten <laughs> spokes. What? So that was, that was the, that was yes. the spoke story. Uh, that's awesome. Great. No, I, 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 well spoken. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, you could say no. that uh, that rear wheel is really bespoke. 
<laughs> I love it. And in the spirit of all things jank, I too, although I don't think this is that jank, this question came up. I posted a video on the Instagram about being too broke to have a fork steel driver. And um, in the spirit of, of this, these jank stories, I too, I, you know, I don't know. I, I learned this. Uh, uh, I read about it once uh, from someone probably posted on the internet and had said like, I don't have a fork steel driver. And the other guy's like, just use electrical tape. And the idea is that when you reassemble all your fork internals, uh, sorry, not your fork internals, but you're rather you're like dust cap seal. You you slide it onto the onto the leg uh, before you put it back together. Normally, you use a fork seal driver and then drive the fork seal into the the spot in the groove in the little fork thingamabob, the big boy, and. Uh, stanchion no the stanchions the stanchions yeah in an upside down fork it's the bottom part right oh well yeah this then it'd be the bottom part yeah so yeah you're talking about the i guess you just call it the upper on the down fork the tube so when you rail it into the tube you normally use a fork seal driver if you're rich if you had the forty dollars to buy the one off uh rocky mountain or like the motion (laughs) if you didn't Motion Pro one is like on a tire stand. ton, and some people use uh, PVC, which is great, except for the fact mm-hmm. I got to go to Ace and I got to measure it and I got to cut it. Oh my gosh, stop! So what I like to do, and it's worked very successfully. You have to be very careful, but what you can do is I throw um, some some towels on the vise, clamp the fork down on the vise, and what I do is I run a piece of electrical tape and then over another piece and over. It needs to be you can use the edge of the of the fork tube to use it as like a square, like a straight edge, basically to wrap around and you just wrap it. You make sure it's exactly on. It needs to be like totally square and and just keep lapping the electrical tape. Well, what you do is you eventually create like you need about four millimeters, five millimeters of electrical tape that's sitting on the tube. Um, and then what you do is you use the leg to drive the, so you use it like a slide hammer to basically use <laughs> that raised piece of electrical tape to drive the seal in. And it, when I first heard about it, I was like, mm, that doesn't seem like it'd work. It totally works. It, it, the big thing though, it has to be completely even, completely square. And then it, it essentially operates like a fork tube driver. It smashes up on the first couple of hits. It'll, it'll condense your electrical tape. But if you wrapped it totally square, it condenses it very evenly. So it acts as a perfect driver because basically on that first hit, it forms itself to the fork tube and then you can just drive it right in. I've done it on on three forks now and it works great. It honestly works every single time. And uh, and I love it. That's a great trick. But yeah, a lot of people use PVC too. They cut down and they just keep different sizes around. But I don't like the idea of like jamming the plastic in there and like potentially... Um, I don't know, like getting little PVC fibers in there. Cause it doesn't take a lot to get under a fork seal to make it really start mm. leaking. It really, yeah. it does not take that much. I blow fork seals all the fucking time for some reason, even after I clean them and like, it's still, it's just, I seem to go through them. I recently upgraded to OE fork seals and I'm hoping that that um, mitigates that a little bit, but yeah, I did that. I think it's a little jank, I guess, but I think it's just smart. It no, is. I like it. I think, I mean, the important thing, right, with a fork seal, like you said, aside from like making sure you're not getting anything in it is, I mean, it checks off the box, right, which is you kind of want the stanchion to be 
in first before driving the fork seal. Because what you don't want to do is have the edge of the stanchion tear up the fork seal when you... So I'm saying you don't want to do yeah, the fork right. seal first, then the stanchion, right. right? So that kind of checks that box. And it's you're really just using... I, I, I approve. Well, when you when you assemble an upside down fork, you do you have to put um, like your bushing in, and the bushing will hold it, and then you drive it. Yeah, yeah. so you already have all that stuff in there to right. back it up. So you can even pull the fork leg at that point, and it won't really pop out unless if you really pull it to separate it, like when you right. do when you disassemble it. So yeah, I did that. Got new oil in. This is all kind of my <clears throat> step by step to get me ready for races, which start in a few weeks. And I threw some seven weight oil. I went riding today and um, I didn't know you could run seven weight. I had been told by a lot of people that like only run five weight and like just change your spring rates or your valving. Um, but I was kind of the way that the valving stacks are in the fork right now is very soft. And the guy who ran it before me ran it a lot in like enduro, like hard enduro type riding. So the, I guess the target there is to have it like really the valving, the oil move through very quickly so that you can like compress the forks and the shock really quickly to like get over stuff. So it was very like springy when I got it. And I ended up moving, even though this guy was like 250, 260 pounds, like I have the cl compression clickers and re like the rebounds pretty fast and compression is a ways beyond stock. And I'm kind of cheapskate and I don't really want to buy brand new springs. So <laughs> just to try something before I do, uh, my local mechanic was like, hey, why don't you just try some seven weight? And I was like, I didn't know I could run seven weight. And he's like, yeah, do it. And so I was like, okay. I didn't, I thought there was an issue with seven weight moving through this valve stacks, but uh, today it did great. Honestly, nice. it did exactly what he said it would. Awesome. Um, it made it so that I could soften up the compression, have a little more clicker room. Uh, and it was pretty good. It's still not dialed. I have all my notes um, on my forks and on my shock and settings and stuff. And it's still not completely there. Um, but it's getting really, really close. I think, nice. I think tomorrow I'm going to go out again and I think I'm going to have it just pretty much exactly where I want it, uh, for that. And so, yeah, getting ready for season, trying to be as much of a tight ass as I can, but, or cheap ass, I should say, but like trying to be like, well, should I do this first or maybe, maybe not? I don't know. You know? Think about throwing a piston in, but it has really good compression. Starting first kick every time feels really, really solid. So I'm kind of like, uh, maybe I'll throw it in after the first race. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I don't know. But yeah, it's getting there. It is getting there. The YZ project. Uh, the new wheels are awesome. I have to say just really quick too, uh, since um, we just got a little bit of time left, a uh, quick little product review too. Uh, tubeless is like everything people say like is not hyperbole at all about like you know because the whole idea is you can run like crazy low pressures because of a high pressure inner bladder uh it's amazing like i was riding today uh i've been slowly working down in the pressures because i've been a little nervous about running zero um, but today i got down to uh two pounds in the rear and three pounds in the front and this was like pretty rocky. Like it was a mix between like soft dirt rocks, like kind of more open desert. So it's a little faster, like a lot of fourth and fifth gear riding. And so I was like, I don't know if I should run the pressures that low and go that fast, but like it slaps so hard. You hit square edges. You go like one of the things that was so amazing was being able to run such a low pressure and get that entire tire, tire profile on the ground was like, there were a lot of really loose hills that I was like, 
parts of it would be either a little bit of snow left. So I'd want to work down into the rut and I could literally like on an off camber hill, like grab a little bit of break. And because the tire is so flat, it just like stops. It just like grabs. You don't slide down the hill. You don't do it. Just like, and you're like, it's kind of creepy at first. Cause you're like, I thought that the big benefit would be traction for like momentum and movement, but really like the braking power is just like, unbelievable like it just hooks up like with the fatty on the front and the to the cheater the 525 on the rear it just like hooks up in everything it's just insane it's absolutely insane and to the point where like i was like trying some different settings and i was like oh i think i'll go up to like six pounds in the rear and seven pounds in the front which is still a lot lower than i'd run with a with a rim lock and a heavy duty totally. tube and i was like oh what the fuck like it just was like i was so used to riding so low that like the feedback from the tires i was like what just happened? Like, I, I thought I had like, it felt like I turned the compression clickers like all the way in. I'm like yeah. getting all kinds of like feedback on the shocks and stuff. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, what did I just change? And then I was like, Oh, all I did was change the tire pressure. And it's crazy. Like I've been riding 10, 12, like 10 in the rear, 12 in the front right. forever on my 450. And now I'm running this like crazy little setup. And as soon as I add just like, air it's just like oh my god this is horrible so like it's crazy how much i've already gotten you just it's it's so dialed it's so locked like everywhere rocks mud snow even it's just crazy you just have this like you can see it like the the footprint of the tires is so flat so wow tubeless and shout out for their like it's a really specific system to install. I think I've already talked about this, but like they, they provide like the world's greatest instructions and a video that's like really good. And they're like, don't do it different. Do it exactly like this and it'll be totally fine. And it was, it all worked out. But nice. Yeah. Nice. Tubeless. Get tubeless. If you ride off road, if you don't want to have pinch tubes anymore, go tubeless. Thanks. New tech. But um, Yeah. Well, we've been doing a new, it's kind of a little bit of a variety show. We talked about electric bikes, talked about a little bit of suspension stuff, talked about some crazy ass spoke stories, and driving driving fork seals. I like I like variety shows. But mopeds too. Mopeds yeah. too. There was mopeds in there. We talked about the Danny's what were we naming it? We already forgot. What was my trademark name? I'm gonna have to little, go little back. Smokies. Little smokies. Oh, yeah. Don't little use smokies. it. It's trademark intellectual property. <laughs> clapped out moto hour you can that'd be a great t-shirt little smokies and he's like on a moped and it's yeah like, ding 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 you just have a little yeah, a little cocktail weenie yeah. on a moped with like yeah. a helmet and it's just like hey. yeah yeah well we've been playing a new game around here uh mondo and jamie since you haven't been around in the last week that we've actually started doing the podcast again uh which is the pandemic moto insanity game which is where instead of taking a clap to pick of the week we take a pick of the week that we're interested in and we try to guess the prices because i'm sure y'all have noticed that prices on everything are just absolutely insane right now uh but the use i think the used market is slowing down a little bit that's why i keep yeah. saying to try to like bring that good energy into the I mean, universe last last week we saw it kind of was but... yeah no i know i guess such high prices and i was like <sighs> like every time i'll kick it off basically what we're gonna do is we're gonna look at this bike and Mono and Jamie, y'all are going to have to try to guess how much is this bike going for? This is a bike I desperately want. Uh, the tax return is just burning a hole in my wallet. And I'm like, uh, I, should just, I should get this. But I haven't. Not yet. Anyway, mm, this ooh. is a 1978 
second okay. year of the of the mono shock t dt dt, yep, DT 400 this is like sounds like a blender when it's running it's like this just sounds terrible i want one so bad i really want a dt 360 because they look like the the dt 175 they have the two the twin shock but i would take a mono shock 400 this would be my <laughs> ultimate terrorize the neighborhood bike uh 78 mono so so the monoshock dt 400 runs and rides it's in good condition it's got compression sitting at 125 which i'm wow. surprised if the dt 175 has like 80 pounds of compression that'd be amazing uh 80 psi uh it still has the oil injection but uh rims are straight no dents tires are looking good it's ready to ride this spring mm. and so i ask you guys and this is the classic yellow DT, the 77, 78, 79 great color. San Diego Chargers colors. Go Chargers. It is uh, <laughs> It is in Tacoma, Washington. Okay. Oh, is that down the street from Tacoma? Uh, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so what are we thinking here? So it currently runs, not ran. It's running it with 125. Okay. Title status. I have no idea. It's Tacoma, it so... Oh yeah, absolutely. And I I missed it. Where did you say it was at? Tacoma. 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 Washington. Okay. It's really it's basically uh just outside of like Moscow. Like it's not far from there. Eastern Washington. Moscow, Russia. Tacoma. Okay. Okay. Ukrainian colors. Jamie's got thirteen hundred on the board. I'm gonna go twenty two. Twenty two on the board. Danny. Nineteen hundred. Eighteen hundred on the go board. 18. Um, <laughs> you have to go low now. <laughs> nine, nine hundred. Nine hundred dollars in Tacoma, Washington. What I said. Yeah. What did you say, Jamie? You said twelve, to. right? I say twelve or thirteen. I'm not trying to like prices right you and say twelve oh one. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm going low. I'm gonna say nine hundred. Nine hundred. I don't oh, think it I'm is. I think it's. But yeah, it's okay. yeah. Jamie was the closest with thirteen hundred. It's actually twelve hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, twelve hundred dollars runs and everything. I actually a pretty good deal. Wicked tempted because I already terrorized the neighborhood on my one seventy five in the whole town, and uh, that would just bring it to a whole nother level. Want one super bad. So, all right, one point to Jamie. You know, Jordan, since since you mentioned your your one seventy five, I got something for you and everybody. I'm watching, listening. You are seeing I'm now. Seeing. That's a 1978. You are incorrect. It is a 1981, according to Damn. Yeah, I believe it. They're the same. That is a very you know, clean. So it is uh, listed as in excellent condition. I would say arguably like brand new condition. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, um, originally bought just to put around the neighborhood, but looking to buy a newer bike. Starts first <laughs> kick, 3,700 miles. Clean title in hand. Registration is current. Comes with the original owner's manual. New front tire, and it's ready to ride. Is it plated? It, yeah. it is. Yeah, those yeah. are. And it's got little foot pegs for someone on the rear, so Aww. like we could ride two up on it. You so could. Twenty six hundred. Oh yeah, it does. Twenty six. Okay. Ah. Where is it? It is right here in La Mesa, La Mesa Lake Murray area, so San Diego. Man. I'm going 3K. Yeah. It's got a, yeah. with a plate. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to I'm going a dollar a mile, thirty three hundred dollars. All right. Oh, two thousand. Uh, Has anyone done two thousand yet? No. Robert, what were you again? Twenty six. Jordan was thirty three. 
Yeah. Yep. Mondo. Uh, 3K. Jamie, you are. Am two. I the winner? A solid I'm two. I'm a two. I was like, if you listen the first time, Danny, you know, yeah. it's hard to keep track of. There's like five people. Yeah. Four and, people. You motors, and you run a motor <laughs> business. I do. <laughs> well, Jordan takes the cake. It is I currently know. listed for $4,000. I totally believe it. I would yeah. even say, I even thought 33 is too I, I thought I thought three would be. I, I knew it. I knew my time would come where high bowling bikes. I as soon I had a different one picked out, but as soon as you're like high calling, this one yeah. popped up on my offer up screen, and I was right. like, "This is it." Woo! All right. Well, Jamie and I are tied on the board. Yeah. I'm gonna share a tab here. Let's see if I get the right one. This is. I'll write these down this time. A little near and dear to my heart uh, because Mm-mm. technically I kind of half own a CB450 that's sitting in somebody else's garage, <clears throat> as is the custom, Ooh. as is my custom. Um, oh, these are better San Diego Charger colors. This is a. Uh, this is in, uh, where is it? Canoga Park, okay. San Fernando Valley. This is a 1971. It's a later, it's a K4 CB450. Um, not a particularly desirable Honda. Um, I mean, the four, I, I think the 450s are cool. It was a uh, dual overhead cam. Um, and it was a really cool, the 450 was a really cool bike when Honda made it. Um, the, like the Black Bomber, the K0, which I think is like 60. 450 anyways all that aside this one is from 1971 you can see it's got the front disc um what else can i tell you about it i can tell you that it's a survivor with only 16,000 original miles the carbs were cleaned the engine was tuned up it's got a new rear tire they left the front because the front seemed all right and a battery (laughs) it's got new intake manifolds a toolkit clean california title with current non-op registration and no back fees or penalties they don't specify if it runs. Mm. They just say a lot of things they replace. Um, <laughs> we'll leave that where it is. Okay. Um, and it's in okay shape. It's, you know, you got a little bit of wear. Uh, the later 450 tanks, not my personal favorite. But, you know, it's kind of got a, um, what should we call it? An age-appropriate patina. Um, so what do we think? 71 CB450, pretty run-of-the-mill. I'm going to go 2300. 2300, okay. You got 2300 on the board? It's LA. 2300 on the board. 1750. Ooh, 1750. So, got both rear view mirrors. I just want to point that out. (laughs) Those are worth at least $300. Got both rear view mirrors and the horn is still intact. I'm going to say 1932 (laughs) dollars. Okay. So good. That was a good year for you. 1932 right before the war yeah, that's right before, <laughs> before everything changed what do you think amando i don't know i, I want to go on the higher end so mm-hmm. I, I give us a 4k or something I, i'm gonna go three and a half not quite not quite ready to commit to four we're going three no. and a half <laughs> yeah three, three, three and a half all right well if they said it r- runs oh, i would man. i would go higher but uh oh, i tried to i blew the big reveal hold on hold on hold on uh Mondo wins because they want 4250. Oh, I was gonna go for so if they said it runs, I was probably gonna go Which is 4K. An absurd amount of money. What? I'm Shit. sorry, but no CB is worth forty two hundred dollars. No. 
Um, even if it even includes a new CV. Ludicrous. like spare parts for a whole nother CV that's non-plated. I yeah, <laughs> even you. I'm sorry. I've been in the position, so I can say it is true that you pretty much have to pay somebody to take your CV parts off yeah. your hands. Uh, you cannot yeah. get rid of them. No. So I, my I, lord, I'll put it this way: I, I just got one for two hundred bucks. So I'm gonna go anyways. with a hot take and say too expensive. Far too expensive. Too expensive. One point for myself, Jamie, and Mondo. So, Jamie, Mondo, it's up yes. to either of you. So, I'm taking us back to the island. Oh, yeah. Um, Hawaii. 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 I have. Oh, yeah. DR350, 1994. Oh. No bike closer to my heart. 1990. DR3. That's the weird year. Run strong. Was street legal do a sport at one time. <laughs> Son was using it as a dirt bike, but he bought a YZ125, so we don't need it anymore. Good choice. New rear knobby, new bars and grips, new air filter, oil filter, and filter changed last three hours. I have Ooh. no paperwork on this bike, so it's up to you if you want to get it street legal. Rear <laughs> shock is spongy, <laughs> and gas tank has some rust. That's a feature. That's a feature on the but DR. That's good. It's got nearly 20,000 on the odometer. Oh, yeah. Mm. 28. Mm. 20,000. Got a limited supply. 2,800. Oh, I thought you said $28. $2,800. I'm going $2,900. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) It's Hawaii, dude. It's going to be $5,000. dollars It's going to be like $6,000. I didn't choose the bike that was 10K. All right, Ooh. I got twenty eight for Robert, twenty nine for me. The nineties Mondo... a weird year for the DR. Is Mondo uh, exempt from this since he's looking I, at uh, Mondo? It's been. I, I, I don't remember what it was. What I, I don't remember okay. what it was. Okay. It's fair. We'll play it. He's um... gonna get it to the dollar. Don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, One thousand nine hundred. But if I had to guess, yeah. <laughs> All right. What are you picking, Danny? Uh, I'm gonna go low. I'm gonna go eighteen. Mondo, what do you think? I'm gonna go thirteen hundred. All right. No way. I have, I have no idea what. Well, Mondo's going to win it. Oh, really? Distributing oh. a points across. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, okay. okay. Then Danny you, wins it. You should exempt me because maybe no. I, I remember. No, no, you get How it. No, no, I agree with Mondo. How much is it? Listed for 1400 Oh, my God. Oh, well, that's actually oh, that's a reasonable okay. price. I don't believe it. I, I think you knew it. Okay. I might have subconsciously remembered what it was. Finding parts for the carb. Whoever gets that. It's got a weird carb on that yeah, TM33. TM right. I have to exempt myself because Mondo okay. we're sharing the same lobby tappy. So I'm yeah. saying you well, put a big I can't two points, I'm Mondo sure. on the board. Might wow. be a might be a scam. Right. We don't know, but well, we're gonna play. It's an inside right. job. Inside job. I'm kind of torn between I got like two picks. So there's Do you want the one with the dog or the clapped out pick? Both. Do you have one with a clapped out dog? Yeah. No. This dog is clapped. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not great. All right, let's see. Not a lot of life left in. Um, Ran when bark. Let's do the dog. The dog was cute. Yeah, the dog, dog's, <laughs> dog's pretty cute. All right, here we go. All right. Sidecar. Here's the dog. Oh. What are we looking at? No. No. That's a, it's a GS? Yes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so we have a uh, BMW R1100 R. Yeah. GS yeah. with sidecar. Cool. In <clears throat> Watsonville, California, which I believe okay. is the artichoke capital of the world i believe yeah. you are correct oh. um, and you can bring strong. the artichokes home yeah clean title spare parts spare parts uh parts to go back to stock 
an extra engine and an extra transmission. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Um, so it's a pretty good pick for the apocalypse. You got some spare parts, like, like a sidecar for your side your buddy or your side gunner. Calling mm-hmm. all of your artichokes. And home. a little doggy. Yeah. And he's got like the leather setup on the front tank mm. with the little pouches. And what, what year was it luggage. again? Uh, this is a 96. Mm. Danny scrambles for the Kelly Blue Book value. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it looks like he no, gets some no uh, luggage How many miles too. Again? I know. It kind of makes me wonder if you can open uh, the back right oh. <laughs> hard luggage. All right. Uh, 49,765 miles. That's barely back. broken in. Barely yeah. broken in. Mm. Uh, and a tow hitch, yeah, tow like. hitch too. Oh yeah, should be weird towing off center, but that's crazy. Drum and a disc, a disc rear brake on your side. That's pretty cool. Uh, four four thousand two hundred and six dollars and ninety cents. Six thousand. Okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five fifty five hundred if the dog's included. Oh, gosh. It, going not not specified. Well, five thousand. Right? That gives you room to haggle. Yeah, if Jamie's already seen it. Yeah, I, I'm All actively right. watching the monitor. That. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah. All right, where are we at? Uh, Robert got dead on 6K. Oh, 6K. That's, yeah, that's probably about what it was. I'm go on for. the board. Didn't win, yeah. but I'm on the board. All right. That's all, all you right. needed was one point. Everyone got one point. Yeah. Robert got had a bonus one last yeah, week. I got, so I, got I got a bonus one for you guys. Oh, bonus. Tiebreaker. I like it. Tiebreaker. I guess mine one. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. This could put us into a tie for. Anyway. All right, so it is a nineteen seventy three Honda seven fifty. Oh, seven fifty. Um, the body is in good condition, so it's listed as Fucking needing God. restoration and engine work. Yep, that's yep. all it says. That'll happen. <laughs> so the engine's there; it's just covered the work, in the work is blocking the bag off. Yeah, right. take your word for it. There was a there was a picture of it in the other. Uh, Okay. Is it missing uh, the front headlight? It is. It is. Yeah, okay. no headlight. Not the bag funny. is the bag is a good method. The last CB750, the only CB750 I had, um, literally had cosmoline on it. It was like I was like, there's a lot of oil on this motor, Fucking and then it was the like it, the it was like everywhere there was oil on the motor, and the guy was like, yeah, they put cosmoline on it or some kind of oil on it to like keep it fresh and i was like who the fuck does that and sure enough i like wiped off the oil and the cases were perfect so what are they carrying underneath that strap on the tire there just like weird shit to like hit people with another axle spare axle oh Oh, yeah yeah. what is that (laughs) that is looks almost like a lower brake hose and that connects to the some sort of hose for the clunky 1970s <sighs> awful disc brakes those things are yeah, horrible better off with the i'm gonna say yeah, uh it's also in san diego by the way uh, so yeah. all we know about it is that it needs work and yeah. restoration <laughs> right 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 so $700. but we don't know anything else about i'm it. gonna say 1500 okay this is a tough one yeah this is a tough one could go it either could, way it could be ludicrous but here's here's what i'm thinking danny already picked a high one so this is a low one. He's playing I'm, my game. I'm still gonna time. stick it. I'm still gonna stick is it. Can we? Can I? Can I ask how long the ad's been up? Ooh, oh, yes, yeah, so, uh, yeah, give me a second. I'll pull it up. I just had the picture up, right. but I will pull right. that. An old clapped out CB750 under a plastic tarp. We got seven hundred dollars uh, for Jamie. Fifteen hundred for tarp. me. This is just like. That's like it's a plastic tarp. That's like a paint. That's a paint. It's like a drop cloth. It's been posted for one day. Oh, 
Oh, okay. Uh, not, not an old one at all. Jamie, you said 900? 700. Yeah, she's 700. May, I guess I said 900 then. Okay. Oh. I'm going to go 500. Ooh. Jordan, spot on. Yeah. 1,500. I, I know my CB7. That is about $1,000 too many. Well, yeah. that would <laughs> maybe. San Diego, though, it's. Uh, when yeah. we figure out official. Seven is the same thing. No, seven When we figure out official rules, that may have right. tied me with Mondo, but otherwise, I will declare Mondo the winner. Of this did one. I win two? Yo, yeah, you got two. Of okay. Them. Congratulations. You did great. Wait, I thought great. one of Mondos was given to me. <laughs> I, nope. I don't know. You no, know. We no. can't keep count, people. Yeah. We can't. We really <laughs> well, can't too. keep anything, track of anything on this podcast, but. <laughs> G Willikers, do we sure appreciate you tuning in to our show? You can keep having a good time. We're on most oh, of yeah. the major podcast platforms: Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris's new one. Now that he loves Spotify, and we love listener questions and comments. So shoot uh, us an email: clapmoto at gmail.com. or you can hit us up on the Instagram at clap.pod. And thanks again for tuning into another episode. It's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Come come back next time. Come back next time. Next time. Bye. We love you. Bye. Bye. From from us and the little Smokies. (laughs) 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 See you later. Fifteen hundred calories. I can eat as many donuts as I want. Hell yeah. Fifteen hundred calories a day. And I didn't even put this biatch on until I started writing. <laughs>